A quick hello and we're good to go. Welcome to the show, Jason Davis. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Brilliant. Wonderful. Welcome. Now, we'll start off with just a little present presentation, excuse me, of Jason. You're from the Nerd Brand Agency, and I really like this quote. Mm -hmm. Being a nerd is not about what you love. It's about how you love it. Will Wheaton. Mm -hmm. um, absolutely delightful. That represents what you guys are doing. You're nerds, but you do it in a way that you truly love. Yeah, uh, you know, people usually associate it with comic books and Batman, which you can see behind me, all the stuff. But, uh, you know, we do, you can, if you're passionate about something, we kind of feel that that can include you into that universe. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Wonderful. And then what I usually do at the beginning is look at the brand surf. And I looked up your name on Google. And obviously, Jason Davis is, is an incredibly common name. Yeah. So I looked you up in the knowledge graph as well, and I found 52 Jason Davises in the knowledge graph. Wow. Um, and so I've copy-pasted them some of here, but I didn't do them all because it was too many, and I got, I got tired hands. But down in the bottom right-hand corner, what I found really interesting is in that the knowledge graph has the concept of a disambiguation of Jason Davis taken from the Wikipedia disambiguation page. It's so common that Google has created an entity in the knowledge graph of disambiguation. Uh, I'm not quite sure what it means, but I thought it was kind of fun. And then I noticed there are an awful lot of actors in here. Mm -hmm. So I looked you up on uh, IMDB as well. And you're, well, there are 71 at the moment. Wow. And when we put this podcast episode out there, you will be number 72. So you're going to be LXX. One, one, as I've written that under your name here. Um, and I was looking for other common names. And in fact, the only other really common name I could find that had more was John Smith. And there are about 280 or 290 John Smiths in IMDb. So you sent me down a rabbit hole with your terribly, terribly, if I may say, common name. And I actually quite enjoyed it, is seeing how much there is in the knowledge graph. And it does make you f understand how incredibly difficult it is for Google to understand all of these ambiguous terms. Mm -hmm. um, and 52 in the knowledge graph already, another 21 or something in, uh, in IMDB that it hasn't got yet, plus probably 30 or 40,000 other Jason Davises in the US. Yeah, yeah, you can see why I don't really use my name as the target for <laughs> authorization. Like, there's just so much to compete with. I'm just like, well, yeah, that's not going to work. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a nerd, nerd brand, there isn't much com competition. It's quite a unique name. Um, a little bit. Um, I think a lot of people play with the name uh, nerd quite a bit. They kind of like every now and then I've noticed some others sneak on um, with other phrases and stuff with the nerd in it. Um, but uh, yeah, I think we kind of stumbled onto something uh, of a name because it's so short nerd brand and, and mm. the the two words smack together that don't seem to fit together. Um, that was unintentional, but it did happen because uh, like I said, it started out as a podcast many years ago. Mm. But uh, yeah, we got. I, I get. I hate to say we got lucky, uh, but when it was chosen, I mean, there was this. Uh, okay, what can we do with this? How can we strategically right. use it? And you find that the, the fact that the words don't necessarily really fit together in our minds that helps with the branding, or it makes it more difficult. Yeah, it does. It helps with the for to be it memorable. Um, you know, I think that when you have a hard time pronouncing something, or if it's 
really long or whatever, it, it can it can lend to some difficulties uh, for people to say it, depending on where they live or accents, whatever. So, but I find that if it's like a single syllable, uh, that's that's really good. Um, mm. And then, like I said, nerd brand is kind of it's actually one word with a capital B. The reason is because uh, I've been a WordPress front end developer for about. 12, 13 years. And that's what WordPress spells WordPress. So I was like, oh, I'll just do Nerdbrand that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I should have put a capital C on Cali Cube, but uh, too late now. Um, right. Anyway, it, it, we're talking about branded search. And one thing, I mean, I, use, I look at branded search a lot, brand search, and I tend to think about the bigger businesses. And you're talking about small bricks and walls to local businesses. Okay. And you're saying that branded search is one of the biggest misses they have. Yeah, I think that it's it's a very new thing. There, there's so many, so much jargon and terminology thrown at small businesses. They're just literally mm. overwhelmed and in a market that is struggling with, uh, you know, rising costs of things, labor issues, things like that. Um, it's, it's even moved further down the list. So as soon as you say search, <laughs> SEO is what comes up. And yep. you kind of have to really work to back them out of SEO. So I try to break it down to branded search, local search, paid search, keyword search, in a way to get help them kind of absorb what is this thing because I've not heard of it, but I've heard of paid. This is called mm. right. I've heard of local, uh, but uh, so anyway to try to get them to kind of associate with um, search tactics, uh, but not jump into that SEO like bandwagon. I guess of yeah. it'll help me. Yeah, that's a really kind of interesting point. Kind of for a small business who doesn't know very much about digital marketing, jumping straight into SEO with these head keywords that are going to bring in loads and loads of traffic, it's incredibly tempting. I mean, I, I remember, I can't remember who I was talking about this, but the idea if, if I'm a paint shop in a small town in the south of France, the, 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 the business owner would tend to say, I want to rank number one for white paint. <laughs> and, and you say, well, that's A, totally unreasonable, and B, why? You're going to attract loads and loads of people who aren't actually interested in what you're doing. And even if you can help them, you're a tiny little shop in the south of France. How can you possibly serve all these people? Right. Yeah. Mostly if somebody's going to do a branded search for me, I'm just looking for the address when you're open. And then it, do you actually, before I drive out there, do you do what you do? Do I know that you do that? Yeah. Before I waste the gas. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, so kind of people jump right in the deep end with the SEO, but in fact, the branded stuff is important. You said Neo and it implies <laughs> that the idea of branded search is new. And I'm just thinking, no, branded search is, or branded, the branded idea is as old as business. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, that was a, there was a business owner that said that to me when um, I was doing a presentation. I said, well, I'll, I'll come and talk about branded search. And I mentioned you and our podcast and I leveraged that quite often for, for people to go back and refer to. And um, yeah, there was a quote that he said, it was like a very Neo-ish type topic. And I, I, I was like, kind of squinted. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, never heard of it. So I was like, really? So <laughs> it was a very interesting presentation. I, I kept, I did had one or two people that were business owners that kept going into keyword. I want to rank number one for blank. And I was like, no, 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 yeah. no, no, that's not what this is. <laughs> I had to keep backing that out and repeating that. Uh, one of my philosophies is if you've said it once, you've not said it enough. So you had <laughs> to it so that they could get out of that mode, break that dogma, you know. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I'm just sorry. I've got to interrupt the conversation just a little bit because without Anton, I totally forget everything. And I forgot the sponsors. 
And I need to say thank you to the sponsors for the show, and then we'll come back to the conversation. Yeah. Here we go. Please join us every week for Cali Cube Tuesdays. I'm interviewing wonderful people like Jason Davis today, every Tuesday, 5 p.m. Paris time. Uh, it's produced in partnership with Wordlift, who are an absolutely delightful team and a wonderful AI-powered SEO tool that does the heavy lifting for you. And also Ahrefs, who are the headline sponsor today. Thank you for, to, to them, excuse me. Uh, they have everything you need to rank higher and get more traffic, apparently. So I should have done that right at the start, and I didn't, and I do apologize. So we've now broken the conversation into two. Um, I was really interested by the concept of the four stages. You're saying um, paid branded SEO or keywords and yeah, foot traffic. I try to, in, a, in no particular order, but I try to say uh, branded, paid, keyword, local. Right. Um, mostly because these are the words that I think are the, the keyword and local, for example, are definitely in the minds of small business owners or anybody that's at least familiar. Uh, paid obviously gets you into the brain mode mm -hmm. of, oh, okay, Google ads, like search ads. Uh, display doesn't get a lot of like attention for some reason, but I don't know. Um, but you have, uh, you know, local, of course, everybody runs like, oh, yeah, local search. Like you were on our podcast and did a, an amazing presentation and job of talking about, uh, well, what they call now Google business profiles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and so those two are very much in the top of mind when you start talking about mm. search tactics. And then, uh, of course, key, uh, I, think, I believe I said keyword word. I want to be page one top number mm. one or whatever. Um, so branded kind of comes along and they're like, what is that? Cause they've been hammered with at that for so much uh, by other agencies or folks that, you know, in a genuine way want to help. But it's like, if I, I'm going to look up your name. I mean, if I go to a networking event, obviously my name is a really bad name to look up because you're not going to find much yeah. on me. Um, 52 is amazing. God, but uh, <laughs> nerd brand. <laughs> That's a little better. Even if you separate the word nerd and brand, you still get us, and it does right. back to me in some way. Uh, and and, and yeah. that is the thing with 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 the brand name. And when somebody's searching your brand name, it means you've already communicated with them. They already understand something about who you are, and then they're thinking, well, should I do business with this business or this person? Mm -hmm. At which point, they're bottom of funnel or post funnel. And it seems strange to me, and obviously to you as well, that people do all of this work and then think, well, it doesn't really matter what they see. And I'm going to go for white paint, for example, which is my favorite example. <laughs> and you were talking about uh, offline stuff as well, especially with local businesses, bringing the offline online. Is that something you try to get them to do? Yeah, I've always believed that, um, especially now in the age that we're in, um, socially and economically, that people are they're venturing outside now after having been to remain yeah. inside and distance for so long. Um, traditional advertising channels, because we also we're an advertising agency as well. I mean, it, it's still very much important to be in traditional channels as much as it is digital. Uh, digital is just that bright, shiny object everybody's sort of latched onto. But you cannot forget the power of things like uh, direct mail or uh, any other kind of traditional channel that, that gets your awareness because it is about brand awareness. And that's one of the things we do and focus on because once that awareness is there, they're going to remember that name. They're going to go look it up. What do they mm. see? That's our pitch and to get into branded search after we've kind of, you know, smoothed out the brand or built the brand. Um, that that's our, one of our things on the last, like not the last ticket of things that we do on the steps of building a brand, but it's got to be there because 
you're talking to people and you, you bring a great point. This is not people that don't know who you are that kind mm -hmm. of think I need that. This is people that you as a, as a business owner responsibly, you've gone out and you've been networking, you've been doing some kind of advertising, even though you don't realize it. Right. Yeah, no. And, and I think, yeah, as you rightly say, we don't even realize we're doing it simply mm -hmm. by existing in the real world and talking to people about what we do is already kind of advertising or promoting and a lot of the stuff online. And the, I mean, one thing I, I tend to think about is that a lot of the stuff we do offline, we could actually bring online. If I go to a conference or if I go to a, a local meetup, for example, in a for a local business, would be to do a write-up. And I, I was talking to this person, that person with this business, and then link it all together because obviously Google can't see what you're doing offline, but you can bring it online and make sure that Google does see it. And indeed, your audience can see it when it's online. Yeah, yeah. I took uh, the pre one of the presentations that I did, um, work, you know, being work familiar with WordPress, I took that, put that on a branded search page, got a video of the podcast where you returned and talked about that, but then put the presentation on there as slides. So, right. you know, so there's an offline item that I took and put in online digitally. And so um, if somebody wants to download it, they can. There's great platforms for that. Uh, so that's one way to do it. Um, that's at least how I've done it. Uh, <laughs> right. And from, from your perspective, like when you get a, a new client in, what's your process for a new client who is a local business for them to, let's say, digitalize themselves? A local business who hasn't really done this before and is saying, oh, the digital world, how very scary. How, how can you walk me through it step by step, Jason Davis? Yeah. Well, we start with uh, brand consultations. So we do brand con like consultants. We sit and we talk with you. Uh, we've mm -hmm. got to do that. It takes maybe one, two, at the most three months, depends on the size of the business. But we're, what we're doing is we're figuring out what are you doing? What have you done? What? Why do you do this? You know, mm -hmm. our philosophy is like the why, how, and what is what we frame everything in. So why do you get out of bed in the morning to do what you do? And then why should I buy from you? Because likely somebody else does what you do as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and we do that because we believe everything is an ad. So therefore we create ads, we, we build brands, create ads, build websites, do all these other things that are typically a what. Um, but without starting out with that why and figuring out the passion, because when you're in business, I mean, after a while, you sort of, things get fragmented because you've done so many different things in your business to try to gain right. clients. We kind of have to walk backwards a little bit and kind of say, okay, before we go out and do another what, before we refresh your website, because that could do all kinds of damage, let's let's back up to let's see if this original purpose of your brand, why you do this, matches what you have. Oh, sorry, I love that because it is really sitting down and saying like, what's the why? I mean, with with entity identity management, the first thing I say is, what entities do you have? And people say, oh, I've just got my company, and he's like, well, let's think about it, and they end up with lots of different entities. And people considering what have I actually got and what am I trying to do with it is an incredibly important point. Mm -hmm. But I hadn't really thought so much about that idea of all of the stuff we've done over the years is terribly fragmented. What do you do? Do you go out and find it all online yeah. and offline? And then say, look at this. It doesn't actually, it's not consistent. Yeah, because, you know, we get this uh, tunnel vision where we see everything in the magic box here and we forget that there's all this other stuff that was done. And on one of our podcasts where you were on, you were talking about it like it took several months to kind of clean up past search results of things. And we lived that story too. I mean, the podcast, Nerd Brand Podcast, is back 
2016, 17, it took us about, cause you know, we were obviously serving clients. It took us about six months to kind of clean up the results, to get rid of the old shows and the old logos, vibe, the whole thing. Cause the tones changed the, the, the everything, but the name is saved, you know? So right. it takes a while. So yeah, we go back and we kind of do that review on the search engine, but also we do think about what else is out there. You know, what else on the social channels, what's, uh, what's internally in your company that's still uh, a legacy mm. of, something that you want to revise or change that we need to address. So now, yeah. yeah, the person who's been working with you for like 15 years and they're still giving the message from 15 years ago, yeah. uh, sitting in their gun, you're going to like, right, we've got to, we got to refresh this. Um, and, and the, the cleaning up part, I mean, we could call it a spring clean. Yeah. I would yeah. imagine businesses are very reticent or uh, they want to get moving forwards. They don't want to look at what's happened in the past. They want to do something new and shiny. How do you deal with that? Well, we ask them, um, how is, I, I personally ask them, how's sales performing? Because the salespeople are usually the ones that are out there talking to people mm. and they're probably saying things that are not current with what you want to do with this new refresh or even at all that they're using whatever works to close a sale because they got a quota to meet, whatever. Right. Mm. So sales and marketing usually have a battle uh, constantly with each other. You know, if sales isn't going well, they blame marketing if vice versa, but right. it's always been consistent messaging plus consistent marketing equals consistent sales. Messaging is brand. And mm. that's where it always gets left out <laughs> because we're driving the message externally and internally so that salespeople don't become robots, but they we take advantage of what their strengths are so they communicate, okay, this is what this company does and is about. Right. Yeah. So, so kind of the brand is the entire brand message. And I mean, it's just occurred to me, salespeople aren't, for the most part, just cold calling. They're talking right. to people who know who the brand is once again. So from pretty much every perspective, I mean, to, to sell, you need to have the brand, you need to have the brand message, and you need to have had people understand at least part of that brand message before you can hope to sell to them. And yet people still go for the white paint keyword and yes. expect to sell right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, you love, I won't name products here on the show because I don't know what you can say or not say, but you know, you love a certain soft drink because you love how it tastes. I mean, you could literally advocate for it against probably a competitor with yeah. your friends. I mean, so that's because there's so much equity and messaging built behind mm. that popular drink that you can, you yourself without any training can just sit there and go like, this is why this is better. Right. And both of those popular soft drinks that are brown and bubbly <laughs> taste exactly the same, but people get obsessed by one is better than the other because of the branding. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you want to try to get to that point. And um, so sales is important and marketing is important, but it starts with brand. And we have to we, we begin there with everything to kind of get to those channels because marketing for us is like very, very tactical. But uh, yeah, if you don't have an internal messaging, like everybody adopting it and very clear, yeah. easy to say, uh, then, yeah, uh, it's it's very difficult for us to do our job. Um, because if the staff are not bought in, well, we kind of go, well, your customers aren't, they're not going to buy in either. So you have All to. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's, sorry, I was just thinking about something because we're doing a few case studies with CaliCube Pro. And one of them is with a backpacker job board. And the guy named his company after the thing it does 15 <laughs> years ago when having the keywords in the name of your brand and in your domain name was really helpful. Yeah. I remember um, that. 
Yeah, and and it's kind of come round to, to kick him in the teeth a little bit in the sense that now it's very difficult because he doesn't stand out from the crowd. How do you now relate to that? Because there must be loads of local companies and local and, and businesses that come online who have named themselves after what they do. Yeah, um, I won't say the keyword because any of the local people watching and be like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. You're, you're very coy with, with, with the soft drink names and the local <laughs> businesses. Don't say who it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I would call it, I used to call it domaining, you know, or you would do the, right. the, the like the keyword in the domain. And I've, oh, I've, I like that. Domain, do, domaining. I yeah. can't even say it. <laughs> I would shove the the name of the company and then the keyword together as the URL. So right. you know, whatever the company is, keyword.com. And right. yeah, that Google doesn't necessarily, it's kind of a gray hat area, I think still. Um, but uh, it's something that if it's not your name, I mean, think about when you start creating printed items and all these offline things, right? Like you're gonna put that on the on the card. Or you just want to put the name on there, and I don't know. It just doesn't seem. It doesn't seem like it's very obvious what's happening. So hmm. I think that um, it takes time if you reward if you simplify your URLs on your website. You know, for that keyword, right? But not your homepage, but just a page, and focus on that page being on that topic around that keyword. And, and do that for a while. I think that you'll be rewarded later. It takes longer, um, but it does happen. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't recommend to do that because <laughs> uh, then you have to reverse that at some point. And you can yeah. move the domain to the actual. If you wanted to, if he wanted to rebrand and rename himself, we could help and do that. We we we've named businesses before that were fresh starting out. But uh, yeah, picking a URL isn't necessarily something to get too stuck on um mm. but definitely i'd I, I reserve not doing keywords in it just right like, yeah i mean i know exactly kind of it used to work 15 years ago and people still think they should be doing it today and it, it, it really is something that's very very difficult to uh, manage because if you choose a name for your company that just represents what you do you're immediately competing for your own brand name with everybody else who does that same thing which means that when people do search your brand name they can't find you and that's a phenomenally big problem. So all that real marketing, the old-fashioned marketing of actually getting your name in front of people and building up that brand message and that brand loyalty um, is getting lost. Um, the, the next question is talking about creating content for Google. That's also very tempting for companies. They think, oh, I'm doing SEO, so I'll create some content just for Google. You're saying, I'll bet, don't do that. Yeah, I have a, it, it's like the definition of spam. If you just keep blasting stuff out there, that's literally, I think, the definition of spam. So you're just spamming the search engine and your potential audience. It's kind of like going on your front lawn and with a bullhorn and just screaming out. I mean, you're just annoying your neighbors is all you're doing. Um, anybody driving by, they're just not going to stop and be like, what? Um, so I kind of feel like that if you're just pushing content out and not mm -hmm. focusing on what your audience wants, if you're not making content that they care about. If it's boring, um, stop. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, but the, what's the concept of boring in this case? Because I think some things are really interesting, mm -hmm. but then no, my audience might yeah. not. Yeah, that's the trick. It's very subjective. Um, so for the pop for our podcast, what we did for the Nerd Brand podcast was um, when we started out, we were very heavy into the nerd topics of stuff, and it's always about branding in the nerd culture because well, everything is everything's brand if you really kind of 
really want to look at, like even, you know, behind me, Wonder Woman's brand, right? right. So we were like talking about that. Well, it drew an audience of a younger crowd that wasn't necessarily small business owners or anything like that. So we really had to pay attention to our analytics and go, yeah, they like that. That's not who we want to reach. And obviously the interest of those we want to reach, this isn't it. And so that's kind of how we dialed back the subjective into objective and said, okay, we want to hit those folks. We need to ask and to pay attention to comments and things like that. And we started noticing they wanted to hear more about SEO and marketing and sales and all of that. Hmm. That also drove us to guests on the show. So all of the content that our brand pushes out, you know, we, we try to hit that audience, even though it's, there are segments we started noticing there was one segment, even though we like talking about nerd movies a lot. And I have a lot of opinions about the Batman. I think it's a good, I think it's okay movie, but anyway, that's not what people want to hear. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think that, that's a really good point is because I think we're all the same. We all don't think, oh, I'm talking about this and I'm really interested. Therefore everybody else is. And you've really got to put yourself in your audience's shoes and, and think, yeah. what, what, what can I produce that will actually help them? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And then when, once you've produced this content and you are helping your audience, how do you then make that available and helpful within the Google sphere for SEO? Well, I mean, I, I keep going back to our podcast. Is that's really our content anchor. I think if anybody mm. looks at us, they'll go like, man, they do that a lot. But they don't do blogging so much. Right. And that's, that's intentional. You know, we don't want one channel to be louder than the other one. Right. Yeah. So... That's so you're talking about the kind of a balanced, a balanced um, set of channels. What, yeah. what, what are the main, what, what are what are the channels you would recommend in that case for a local business trying to get into digital? Um, I mean, you've got your was it four? Uh, yeah, for the for the for basically Google. Yeah, uh, local search, paid search, branded search, mm -hmm. and then um, keyword search. Right. So we've got all of that. And then you move on to social media, for example, and then the offline stuff. Can you expand on social media and offline stuff? Yeah. Uh, social media should never be discounted, but I don't, we don't believe that you need to be everywhere and we don't really yeah. emphasize frequency of posting. Um, so like on my LinkedIn, my personal channel, I post maybe once a week, uh, oh. do pretty decent on the views, I'm happy about it. It does lead to conversations, stuff like this happens. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it's not like I'm posting every day. So you have to be strategic in everything you do, including social. Um, Jonathan has, uh, my business partner has said that social media does lend to conversions, but it doesn't very often convert. It's more of an awareness right. tool. So if like for online stores and e-commerce, yeah, they could see something about the product online on Facebook that goes in through the store, but everything's going to happen on the website, not necessarily Facebook. And uh, with things on Facebook recently, I think that less and less intention is happening there. <laughs> yeah, I think we have to remember that the social media platforms are trying to keep people on their platforms. Right. That rain isn't the same. Yeah, it's rented land is what we call it. Uh, right. It's not yours. It's not your site. So Right. And then kind of from, from that perspective, it is really just coming to, to kind of wrap this up. It's marketing and business as it was before the internet, but just done in a digital sphere. Is that kind of a fair comment? Yeah, it's it's every everything kind of comes back around our creative director who you met, you know, and mm -hmm. you've got experience as well. I mean, it, it's really funny. I'm sure that we've all in, in our age, all of us, I'll just say all of us above the age of 45 probably are looking at the landscape going like, ah, I've seen this before. 
<laughs> exactly. So uh, yeah, we're, we're we're not in a new world. We're in we're in a, on, in a new kind of domain with the internet and the way the technology changes. But it, business is still business. People yeah. are still pe people, and people are still buying from brands they trust and they love, and that they have some kind of attachment to. Absolutely, absolutely brilliant, Jason. Thank you so much. Um, thank you, everyone, for watching. That was an amazing, delightful conversation. I really love chatting with you, Jason, every time. And having two Jasons on screen is always delightful as well. Uh, <laughs> next week, it's not going to be two Jasons. It's going to be Jason and Georgios. And he's going to be talking about how to build and maintain topical authority. That should be pretty geeky, entity-based, exciting um, SEO stuff. Uh, really looking forward to that one. Uh, could you pass the baton, Jason? I believe I have to go like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's always impossible. <laughs> yes, but go check out Georgios. Is that correct? Brilliant. Yes. Thank you so much, Jason. I'll see everybody next week. For Georgios, you get the song. A quick goodbye to end the show. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> and thank you, me. <laughs> I was going to say it's a bit weird singing my own name to myself. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs>